This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everybody, welcome back to In Discussion With. I'm your host Joshua Nicholl and today I have a very special guest with me. I have the Bishop of Hexham and Newcastle, uh, the Catholic Bishop that is for Hexham and Newcastle, is uh, Bishop Robert Byrne. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, good to be with you. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you on and to, to chat a little bit about what's happening mm. in, in the church and in the local area in regards to mm. the current situation at the moment. Um, how has the Catholic Church reacted to COVID-19 and the, the pandemic? Well, we've tried, to, well, we, we, we've read, very much tried to uh, follow the directives that the government have laid down, really because we have a responsibility to save lives and to maintain the NHS as well, as we're constantly being told. And unfortunately, that has meant that our churches have had to close. And that's something that we take as bishops very seriously, and certainly the clergy too. And it's a great loss, I think, to many people. Uh, A great sense of loss, a great sense of loss of identity, I think, as as a church. but there are many things going on that, uh, that, that alleviate that pain, such as the streaming of masses. Um, but, you know, on the whole, I, I think people have reacted well. And I think that it's that basic principle, isn't it, of saving lives. And the church has always been a champion, really, of human life and its preservation. Yeah, I, I always thought it was very very good and very on the ball of the church to start these live streaming of masses. Um, mm. Tell me, I know you've been involved in, in say, in the masses, especially over Easter. How, how, was it to, um, how was it to say mass in front of a, a completely empty church? Well, it's very strange, of course. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, one realises that there are people at the other, the other side of the lens, as it were. And uh, we've been surprised at the cathedral are just how many people have been uh, watching the, the, the streamed services, not just the masses, but also devotions every evening that held at five o'clock in the cathedral. And uh, it's, it's been astounding, really, of how much people appreciate it. And we've had many emails from people saying that they uh, very much uh, treasure the fact that they can at least watch mass happening and to make a spiritual communion do you feel like there's more of a sense of community now or do you feel like it's it's changed in what community means that's a very good question of course you can't really be a community unless you meet together Mm. Uh, i mean i i think the the spiritual bonds are probably greater i think the bonds between uh, that people feel for each other are much greater. Um, but, of course, you can't become a community unless you are a community of, of physical beings, of human beings together, you know. But uh, nonetheless, um, I, I think that, you know, it, it, it's been a, a help to people, and it, but it's not a situation that I would certainly feel should continue. And, uh, you know, and we need to get back to, you might say, ordinary masses of people gathering together as soon as we possibly can. And I, I realize that many people 
are starting to write to say they're getting very frustrated and 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 dep feeling deprived of not being together as church and we are trying to do that as as bishops to bring to to open the churches do you think that there's going to be an, an uptake in people coming to church after the pandemic is over or after we kind of flatten the, the curve a little bit and people can start to yeah, come back I, to mass yeah you <laughs> again you, that's a very good question um the evidence is that yes people will uh, come back um and that people who perhaps have fallen away from the practice of their faith have, have found a way back uh, of becoming familiar again with church, as it were, by watching the live streams. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it'd be very interesting to see, you know, after the uh, pandemic, uh, just what does happen. I think it could probably go either way. Uh, but the evidence is that I think certainly people will come back and perhaps more besides. There's definitely as well a lot of parallels to maybe the early church as well of people of the church community being confined to people's homes and uh, people being in isolation and and driven away from the outside society i feel do you, do you feel like there are lessons to be learned from this period of isolation i think there are i think i, I think it's an opportunity for all of us to reflect uh, a little more and to learn to appreciate a little more uh, what we've always always taken for granted. And I, I don't just mean the practice of our faith, um, uh, which of course is a huge privilege. There are millions, uh, millions and millions of Christians throughout the world who are not able to practice their faith, mm. um, not able to go to mass at all, you know. And here we are, you know, uh, just a few weeks into this situation, you know, and already feeling deprived. But nonetheless, I think in other spheres of life as well, I, I think it, it's an opportunity for us to appreciate what we have and the, the privileges that we have in, in our nation. You know? But at the same time, I can see that it's also bringing uh, stress into people's lives and, and certainly into family life. And it's something that we have to be aware of and something that I hope the church will uh, address, um, you know, the, the, the fact that people are suffering abuse in one way or another. And, uh, mm. There's a lot of evidence of that. And, uh, and that's worrying because it's very difficult to, to, to help people in that situation unless they ask for it themselves. Yeah. Do you think the church is well placed to offer that pastoral support for well, it is. People say, yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm sure any priest, any any Christian would be only too pleased to to give a helping hand to uh, to anybody in need. You know that that's what our religion, our faith is, and uh, about. And at the same time, though, that very often uh, domestic abuse is something very hidden. So we have to be vigilant. About it, I think that's where. You know, good neighbours can be uh, a great help in that. Yeah, and you've kind of got a little bit of um, experience in terms of isolation and, and people being by themselves. I understand that you were very much involved in prison chaplaincy and prison ministry for a lot of your um, yeah, a lot of your ministry. 
Do you think yeah. there is any advice that we can, that you have for people that feel like they're stuck in their own homes? Isolated, yeah. Um, I suppose the greatest help for me is having been a member of a religious community for nearly 40 years and um, <laughs> more than, you know, being a prison chaplain. But yes, I know what you, you're asking um, about how to deal with time, really. And uh, I think the main thing is to have a routine. Um, and not to and have a daily time for getting up and going to bed and not just letting a day evolve but saying at a certain time I'm going to do this at a certain time I'm going to do that I will eat at a certain time and all the rest not I wouldn't say like the army but it, you know a very strict regime but something that uh, certainly would be um, a, a daily uh, routine a daily rhythm in your life which I think would help enormously and also I think to to take regular exercise and to stimulate your mind as well you know I think you know reading or you know just watching television all the time doesn't really help you I don't think although it's a good recreation at the same time to read and to improve your knowledge of things and to engage with the world around I think is uh, is an important thing take up a new hobby we've we've all got a bit more time on our hands <laughs> have you yeah. have you taken up anything else any new hobbies no I've been reading all the books as I have it's <laughs> <laughs> I've been the bishop here so I'm rather enjoying that <laughs> yeah. have you have you learned a lot in your period of of time of being the bishop of of Hexham and Newcastle, then because it's been quite a frantic year, I suppose there are a lot, lots happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoy it enormously. I think the people here are wonderful, and we live in a beautiful part of the world in the northeast. And uh, I can only say I'm very happy here. Um, and of course, you know the, the the challenges in every way of life, aren't they? Whether you're a bishop or whatever, and uh, you know it's it's a matter of you know being there for people, encouraging people in faith, and trying to support people's faith, and to support the local community as well. To reach out to everybody, you know, not just Catholics or even just Christians, but to everybody of all faiths and none that uh, you know so that we can um be become a part of our society and i think that's a very important thing for the church to take its place in civic society i've, I've been very fortunate i've been in, invited to uh, meet the uh, the jewish community and the muslim community and various others so i'm uh, yeah it's good yeah mm -hmm. and uh, i'm very happy and it's been a good year yeah, that's that's really that's really good to hear. Um, that you're enjoying yourself up in yeah. my neck of the woods. That's, that's good to hear. Um, I just would like to just take you back just for a moment or two, just to ask you a little bit about the community that you were involved with, because um, I think you established the community in Oxford, was it? That's right. Yes, I'm I'm an Oratorian priest. Mm. And uh, it was a, a congregation of, uh, that was a, a religious congregation founded by St. Philip Neri in Rome uh, in the 1570s and then brought to England, interestingly, by Cardinal Newman um, in, uh, to, in Birmingham. And it, I entered the Birmingham Oratory in 1980 
and then Archbishop Couve de Morville of Birmingham asked if we would start a new house in Oxford, which is Oxford right. is part of the Diocese of Birmingham. And uh, I went there in 1990 with two other companions from Birmingham, and uh, we started a, a new house there. Of course, Oxford was very much the city of Newman, very much uh, a part of his life. Mm. He spent pretty well half his life there. So it was fitting that in Newman's centenary year that we started a new house there. And um, our life really is one of, 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 of prayer and of serving uh, the people in, in the parish and other, um, uh, other ministries that we have, such as, you know, as you mentioned before, the, uh, the prison or the schools or, you know, whatever. Mm. Do you think that um, your periods in community um, can help you to reflect more um, in terms of times of this where we're all kind of stuck in the house? Not that I'm saying that you are an enclosed community by any means. No, no. Does, does think, that help you? Yeah, I, I think the thing is you understand human nature uh, in a very different way because mm. the relations you have with each other in a religious community, of course, it's not like a man and wife. You're much more separate than that. But, you know, at the same time, you get to know each other extremely well mm. and know each other's foibles and have to live and, and tolerate each other sometimes, you know, and, and learn to live together and give each other enough space, uh, allow each other to be themselves, which is always a very difficult thing, you know, because... <laughs> somebody else isn't you, <laughs> what yeah. you find, well, they don't and vice versa. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it certainly teaches you a lot about yourself, you know, living in a community. It's, um, yeah, it's certainly not easy by any stretch of the imagination. I, I uh, spent a year in community in, in youth ministry um, in the diocese. Yeah. Um, yeah. It definitely taught me a lot about myself. Um, oh, it does. And, yeah. I completely empathise with everything yeah. that you were saying there. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. very, very fruitful as well to, to yeah. live with people. And I'm sure a lot of people at university as well are living in these close-knit communities of, yeah. of the colleges right. around Durham and of yeah. maybe not particularly having that faith-based community experience, but mm. a lot of people are, are kind of missing out on the community aspect of life at the yeah. moment. And I think, yeah, yeah that's definitely going to be hard for people social animal aren't we mm. you know beings and it's uh, it's very difficult for us to live in isolation total isolation you know and i feel very sorry for you know for elderly people especially you know that uh, are just you know struggling on on their own mm. very often you know and and just can't go out and i, I think that's somewhat something that as a church, we should be very aware of and trying to help people. We're, we're trying to do that. I know many of the priests are trying to do that. Mm. So. Have, have you been able to meet regularly with the other bishops or the, the priests? Have you been using Zoom or other, other uh, techniques? I meet some of the priests. Uh, I have a, a council people who advise me on the running of the diocese. And we meet every week uh, on Zoom. And yesterday, the Northern Bishops had a meeting by Zoom. And uh, I've also, I'm also trying to phone all the priests, um, mm. you know, one by one, just to see if they're all right and 
I try to send them uh, emails, you know, uh, you know, the, the updates really of what's going on. So yeah, I I hope you know we're keeping in touch, you know, and, and I certainly hope that they feel they can phone me anytime they want. Yeah, that sounds that sounds very very good. Yeah. Sounds like a really good level of uh, of pastoral mm -hmm. care there. Um, I'm just wondering as well, theologically, this this could be quite a significant moment in the history of the church. Um, do you personally think there might be any ways in which the church is going to develop or change? Do you think there's going to be a, a hunger of people, like we said, um, coming back to mass? Do you think uh, the way in which we do theology might change after this pandemic? Anything's possible, isn't it? Uh, mm. it, it I, I just, I, I think it's too early to say, really. Um, I, I'm always saying to people that I, I don't think we know yet what God is saying to us with this. You know, it's somehow part of his providence. And I know my heart goes out to those who have suffered with the virus and have also... Uh, even had people who've died with it, and um, it, it's difficult to to understand, you know, just what's going on. And we don't understand, but I think one day we will. Uh, I think we will reflect if we do so prayerfully and calmly. But I don't think when you're in the midst of the storm, it's very difficult to know, you know, what you do. You've just got to stay alive, haven't you, until yeah. the storm, and then you can work out what it's all about and I, I hope and pray that that's what we'll do and we'll see it as a you know as a as a time of renewal in a strange sort of way so a few a few tips from you then would be to take up a new hobby make sure you keep in contact with everybody and um, stay yeah, yeah. safe stay inside um and also uh, take time to reflect and to pause as well yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah, yeah. Some time for prayer, was that, sorry? Yeah, more time for prayer, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. Well, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you, thank you very, very much for, for joining me thank today, uh, Bishop Robert. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, this has been a very insightful conversation, and I'm sure my listeners will have, have got a lot out of this. And uh, yeah, thank you very, very much for agreeing to do this. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Brilliant. So, thank you very much. Good. I've been Joshua Nicholl, and you've been listening to In Discussion with Bishop Robert Byrne. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.